I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. How have I been successful in life? Welcome back to another edition of the Man Awesome Folks. Uh, we're gone last week. We were missed. The folks are clamoring for our return. Much like they are clamoring for the anticipated, highly anticipated Grant Dawson main event. Let's go, baby. It's time. Uh, my most faded fighter, maybe ever. I don't know. O'Malley's up there. That one's not turning out so well. This one isn't turning out so well. Sean, we'll, we'll get there later, but how are you doing? I'm doing well. It was a much needed week off for, for many reasons. Uh, the, 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 the gambling accounts needed a, a little uh, cool off period from uh, just absolutely donating, uh, which was nice. Now um, they have the influx of the, the baseball monies. Yeah, so which is nice. Yeah, got to donate, uh, donate weekly. So, uh, so that was good, and it was just I think seventeen weeks in a row is a lot of UFC, um, especially the level of those cards. Yes. Um, it becomes a bit of a slog, but um, I know when when this main event was announced and next week's main event was announced, I know pretty good. People are not not excited, but it's honestly it's it's still better than low level women's main events and even heavyweight. That's true. Light heavyweight main events at this point, like there is some bad fights. I enjoy the lower weight classes they're much better on average than than any other uh division so uh it's it's not uh it's not visually appealing but uh it could be worse it could be much worse yeah and great co-main event to back it up as well whoa (laughs) i didn't say anything co-main events (laughs) Um, I don't know, man. If it, these these co-main events have not been pretty either, uh, didn't we have uh, we had a what a wow that one was good. The the Nami Yunus one was decent, but we had Anthony Smith versus Ryan Spann as a co-main. We had Cub Swanson Dewadu co-main event. There. The, the pool is turning into a puddle. On these cars. I mean, I mean, they're they're giving guys fucking contracts that just got absolutely fucking smoked <laughs> on Contender Series. That so was... I mean, should we be surprised at what's a co-main event these these days? That was a classic. I don't understand what happened there. Like, uh, supposedly he doesn't train. Like literally doesn't have a trainer. I don't know how yeah, somebody can no, get on the contender series without having a a trainer or really he, train he at all. Like it, he fought yeah, like but it. But the they 
they like the raw skills and they think that if he gets a uh, he can be something if he gets in a, a real camp. So that's, where where's he that's from? That's what we're giving contracts Olivia to these or days. something. I I can't remember. I need to look it up. Let's... But like word on the street is that he is the hold on, pulling up the country here. Boom, Bolivia. Man, I'm good. Um, he's the Bolivian Kimbo. That's what they say. Yeah. Amazing. Um, the intervention for, for Lance to show up at a podcast. Maybe we'll we'll shoot a podcast with him while we're there without him even knowing. Because we, we, if he knew that we were doing it, he would not participate. Yeah, he's gone. He's absolutely gone. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do a, a a live stream of the hog fight with with Lance on on commentary. That's that's exactly <laughs> what he wants to do. He is all about that fight. He cannot yep. wait. Loves boxing. Big boxing guy too. Big boxing guy. Big boxing guy. Uh, and he's gonna try and get us to watch. Well, you'll probably stick around to watch football. Oh, yeah. I've never been a huge football guy. But man, the extent to which people care about it, I just do not understand. Like, yeah, it's it's have, it's wild but, the the amount of people that uh, that tune in. I know uh, you you tweeted a bit about uh, the NHL on one night this week where they've staggered every game. All all teams are playing all thirty two, and they're all the start times are staggered by fifteen minutes. They're going to try to do a a red zone like uh, feed for that. It's it's not gonna work uh, for yeah. for many a reasons. It, it's not gonna work because it's it's really football that 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 works for, and not not too too much else. You can't do um, it in real time for a sport that is no. a live action sport. You could do yeah. it for like baseball and golf and football, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, and uh, and. There's not enough NHL fans to 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 want to watch that that is going to make that a a good thing. Uh, it's not like the NFL that has billions of fans. Yeah. Uh, even if like and fans want to watch their those... team for the yeah. NHL, right? I mean, yep. obviously they do as well for the NFL, but even fan like if your team's playing, you're still watching like three other games because yeah. it's just the way football works, but. I have a theory, and I think it confirms my thoughts because I th- I said the football was a three out of ten sport because mm-hmm. uh, nothing happens most of the time. When stuff does happen, it's fucking cool. Like football has probably the coolest plays of any sport, but it's just those so those condensed games got to be just a fucking hell of a time to watch. Uh, like that that they I don't know if they do it for the NFL, but. Uh, I know they do it in a lot of other sports where they uh, they like kind of re upload thirty, yeah, and that kind of stuff. Like if you could do that for football games, it would uh, you could just be cut incredible. between plays, and the game would only last like forty minutes. <laughs> but the the reason that people complain about like Thursday night game or the Sunday night game or the Monday night game is because they only have one game to watch, and when they only have one game to watch, like what are you doing the rest of the time? You got to yeah, especially with something. some of these teams that are playing. <laughs> exactly. 
Um, anyway, enough about other sports. We're here to talk about a sport that's always great, as we just mentioned, MMA. Um, I assume some terrible news has happened in MMA recently. We don't need to go over that. Uh, I'm not actually like sure anything did. I just somebody probably got arrested or like Phil Baroni killed somebody else in Mexico or something like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we got uh, that Grant Dawson, Bobby Green, main event, 11 fights on the card. We're back in the apex for this one because you can tell when they're not trying to sell out an arena. Uh, and we are going to kick it off in the women's flyweight division. JJ Ostrich taking on Montana Dela Rosa. Are they still married? Is she still married to that that Mark Dela Rosa fella? No, no. I, I think that's been been a while. But she was originally Montana Stewart because when I actually watched her fights coming up, that was that was her name. So she got married, she changed her name, got divorced, kept the name. Power move. I don't know. She might. Uh, she might. It might actually in February. They said they're still married. I thought uh, I thought they were broken up, so maybe they are still. Huh, there you go. Anyway, this fight is happening. <laughs> this fight is happening, and man, JJ Aldrich really let me down in in that Lipsky fight. Um, she should beat Lipsky. I don't know what happened that night, and she got absolutely just tooled. Um, Generally, she's decent until she steps up against good fighters. Uh, I don't think Montana De La Rose is that good. But what Montana De La Rose can do is wrestle. And that's kind of what you should do against Lipsky. So, probably a good idea to go looking uh, for that split uh, split prop that you like, Brad. Uh, for this idea. one, it'll probably not be that, that good. Just because I think, uh, you know, it is a a fairly closely lined fight and it's probably going decision. So it might not be that nice, but that's, uh, that's what I expect to happen. So uh, I think it's Aldrich by decision, but she might get laid on for a couple of rounds and lose. I am going to go the other way and say Montana De La Rosa by decision. In a that's smart. Riveting back and forth contest. And it has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that Sean picked the other side. <laughs> Genius. Um, That's fucking sharp. <laughs> there you go. It's easy. This this sport's easy. Uh, moving on. Men's bantamweight division. Johnny Munoz Jr. taking on Orichile. I I don't know. Uh, both both of these fighters seem fairly flawed. Um, is Johnny Munoz? Not going to get takedowns like he does sometimes, even though he just spams them over and over again. Is he going to get lit up on his feet? It's possible. Uh, Arichi Lang probably gets wrestled, though. So this is another one where I have no clue. Uh, both of them very flawed. Munoz's takedowns probably get Arichi Lang down, but he's not very good at them. I don't know. It's a close fight. I'll take uh, Munoz's. I'm pretty sure it's... Like it's almost a pick'em, right? It is currently, uh, yeah, pick'em basically. Yeah. yeah. So minus one hundred five, minus one ten each side, depending yeah. on where you're looking. 
Um, yeah, I think I'm going to side with uh, Munoz here as well. I think he is going to be able to get takedowns. Uh, Richie Lang is a bit smaller, uh, used to fight at flyweight, and moving up to 135. I think that's going to be a little bit of a problem when you're dealing with a guy who's trying to grapple you. So uh, I like Munoz to get a couple of those takedowns. I think he can he probably won't find a sub, but I think he can control an advanced position. Um, so yeah, we're going Johnny Munoz here. I might end up betting this. I, I don't know. Maybe like by decision or something like that. Plus 325 is the, the one place that immediately popped up with a decision prop there, which that price is not too shabby in my eyes. Um, we've seen Richie Lang take some damage before, so I think he'll stick around. Women's strawweight division. Vanessa Demopoulos, uh, no longer a stripper, I think. She's, she's <laughs> doing MMA full-time now or something. I don't know. Locked in, uh, locked in. Um, college is paid for. Uh, I would think that you would also have to strip for most UFC fighters to support their MMA habit because they don't make any money doing this. Uh, but, hey, what do I know? Anyway, she's taking on Kanako Murata, who is a Japanese wrestler. And Demopolis likes to lay in guard and look for subs. How's this one gonna go, Sean? Yeah, good luck. I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what uh, what UFC has against uh, Demopolis, but this is a pretty rough stylistic matchup for her. She is not good on the feet. I don't think Murata's that good on the feet, so Murata probably takes down Demopolis. Um, and this is gonna be a Absolute slog of a fight. Um, what's the over? It's it's probably absolutely minus two seventy five, minus two fifty. Like, not terrible. Not terrible. And like, fight goes to decision minus two thirty at uh, the old Mason. It's not terrible. Um, Demopolis doesn't really seem like a finisher. I don't think she's going to win. And uh, neither does Murata. So um, there's some crazy numbers on, on some women's overs lately. This seems a bit cheap, even at, you know, 250. Uh, so first of all, I don't want to do the math on this because I'm a lazy, lazy man. Sure. But I am going to assume and declare that this fight has the shortest combined reach oh, in yeah. UFC history. Um, that's just based on having seen these two fight before. Um, I, if Demopolis they... sub 60-inch reach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if they fought in a phone booth, they still might not be able to reach each other. Um, so that would be interesting to watch. Um I think there's takedowns and a lot of takedowns and a lot of time with Murata on top. I don't think she's terrible. I, I think she's, you know, for this division, she can win a bunch of fights. Um, and we'll see what happens. But yeah, this seems like she's going to win a decision pretty clearly. And I think the decision probably like minus 165 in one place that has it open right now. Um, so that, that's going to be that. Over, probably good. I Even I am not going to be tempted 
by the Demopolis round one arm bar at plus 2000. <laughs> um, can't, can't bring myself to do it. We're going to stick around in the lighter weights for most of this card, actually. Uh, men's flyweight division. We've got the Nate Manass taking on Mateus Mendonca. Yeah, I know. I understand Madonka, Madonca uh, has a bit of hype, but it's his numbers a, seems a bit out of whack. Um, it opened like a pick'em, and obviously, Madonka got absolutely hammered. Um, you know, at the opener, I, I could see that. Um, Manessa is, is obviously on a bit of a skid, but um, it seems it's gone a little too far. Uh, it's tough to to trust the the man ass with with too much of your money. Um, the guys he's lost to are are good. Like Ulan Backoff is 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 pretty good. Uh, obviously, Umar Megamidov is good against against lower level guys. He's he's got a motor and he. Kind of takes takes over fights. Um, I think it's a good test for Mendonca, but I think I'm gonna have to to play Nate Manas uh, small. I think he's he's got enough to to test the young guy. I agree. I, I think it's likely unless Manas's chin is just completely gone at 125, um, which is yeah. Um, you know, he got subbed and lost a decision, I think, to where he should have been stopped, probably. Yeah. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I I think he's going to give Mendonca trouble in this one. Uh, he's going to get hit early in this fight, and that's dangerous. But if you look at Mendonca's record, all of the guys that he stopped are all of, like, the cupcakes on his record. Uh, and the actual guys that he's fought, he's usually gone pretty deep with, uh, like Pedro Nobre and Basharat, obviously, in the, the UFC fight. So I don't think he's just going to go out there and stop anybody. And I think that means that this is going to turn into back-and-forth competitive fight. Uh, I'm still picking Mendoza because I think he's pretty damn talented, but I am not betting him at this price. So. A little too rich for my blood on a guy that hasn't proven a ton yet. Women's strawweight division. Karolina Kovalkiewicz taking on Diana Belbita Breakfast Biscuits. Sean, people are coming around on the breakfast biscuits. I'm telling you. I think the breast breakfast uh, biscuits are a... She's a bit of a fraud. The, you think? Yeah. It's it's wild to see who she's beat in the UFC because they're absolutely horrible and have barely any wins against anybody else. And even her losses against uh, everybody but McCann uh, and even a little bit of McCann, they haven't beat anybody else in the UFC for the most part. Um the tough part is trusting uh, the koala bear. Um, I know she's she came back after just <laughs> getting absolutely crushed, and and she's you know she's got a streak going here. Um, it's against pretty pretty rough competition as well, but I don't know. She, I mean, 
at one point she was good enough to beat most other girls, so maybe it's still in there. I don't know. Uh, I'll I'll pick uh, Kovalkiewicz, but I'm not betting. Also picking Kovalkiewicz, uh, I'm assuming the Canadian Diana Belbita is going to show up. Uh, the last one that we asked about the over on was minus 275, fight goes, minus 230. This one, the best price you're finding on over two and a half, minus 375, and that doesn't even sound like a real book. Uh, you're, you're looking at like minus 400 for this one. Fireworks, folks. That's, that's probably that's probably what the other one should be. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. So that's that's that. Uh, and now moving on. One last prelim. Look how quickly we got through prelims. It's only been twenty minutes. Love it. Let's go. Let's go. Millionaire winner in the PFL. People forget. People forget that Felipe Lins, tremendous, won the million dollars, biggest prize, toughest tournament in sports. And now all they want him to do is beat some dude from, I don't know, Moldova? Yeah, Moldova. How's he going to do it, Sean? He's going to pull it off, I, right? I, I don't know. He, this man, he made one of the worst business decisions that's ever been made <laughs> by trying to sign with the UFC. He He's not that good, but you never know. And all he had to do was not piss hot, and he probably got, got close to a million bucks again. Um, instead, he's making whatever the hell he's making in the UFC, but it ain't anywhere near that. Um, you know what? What do you think he made? Coming into the UFC. Like, there's no way they gave him more than like 50 and 50. Uh, well, he lost his first two fights. So it's just the the base pay. But 80. 80 to fight Andre Arlovsky and then Danner Bozier. 80 and 80, allegedly. And... Look and you have to fight did. better guys than you fought in BFL. I have to fight better guys was getting nothing for sponsorship except Reebok. So he, what's that, another extra $2,500? bucks? Um, yeah. And he made a million dollars, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's just, that's poor financial planning. But uh, why should we expect anything less uh, in, in mixed martial arts? As for this fight, man, I I don't know. Have you seen the pictures of old cute labia this week? He's got me uh, a little fucked up. I thought uh comes in with no beard and wearing a suit. Yeah, he's gone from cute labia to nice trim this week, you know? I don't know, man. I don't know <laughs> if I like that. That's how I like it. Um, I like him being wild and shit because I wanted to bet this dude inside the distance at like even money minus one ten something like that. Man, the the it's a bit scary seeing a, a guy do that much of a makeover um, when he's when he's a wild man. So it's a bit concerning. I do think he gets Linz out there, so I will still be taking inside the distance. I think the worst thing 
that ever happened to me, uh, not in life, just in regards to betting the uh, the old Q-Labia fights, is when I actually hit the decision prop um, on one of them. I don't even remember who it was against this at this point. Uh, but now it's convinced me that he's just going to wrestle and, and win a decision every time. And I've taken it like four other times at plus 500 or plus 600. Never even close to having a chance, win or lose. Um, I don't know. Am I gonna? Am I gonna have to go back to the? I feel like the price isn't gonna be as good this time. Um, oh man, there's still a plus five. I'm, I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> He's all cleaned up now. He's on the straight and narrow. He's making good business decisions, unlike Felipe Lins. Uh, he's He's gunning for the win bonus. He's getting two checks on Saturday night, and that is the most important thing. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're going cute labia. We're taking him by decision at whatever the highest price I can find this week is going to be. Um, so he inevitably is going to go out there and go haywire as Sean is hoping for and knock Felipe Lins out in the first round. So fun times main card. Now five fight main card, kicking it off in the featherweight division. Bill LJO taking on the leader of the free world, Alexander Hernandez. The great, if you will. I bet Hernandez under two and a half last time out. Um, I just really didn't see Jim Miller being able to to take uh, what uh, what he was throwing. And usually Hernandez is about has about seven eight minutes, and then if he's getting pushed, then it's uh, it's pretty easy to tip him over. But uh, for some reason, it didn't happen there. I'm going back to the well. Uh, Bill Ojo pushes a ridiculous pace. Uh, he does get taken down a shit ton. He's got a pretty okay get up game. He's getting up for the for the most part, not getting held down too too much. Um, I think he's going to force an absolutely insane fight. Um, Hernandez, as we know, comes out hot. Bill Ojo is going to be there to hit. Uh, and Hernandez is dangerous early. So I think Hernandez gets him early or he doesn't. And LJO just pushes a crazy pace and gets uh, Hernandez out of there maybe late in the second. So uh, under two and a half, I can get a plus money. I'm, I'm going to be taking that. And I'm going to take Bill LJO to get, uh, to get him out of there late in the second. I don't know that I completely disagree with you here. But and I know that LJO actually has finishes in his last two fights. But this feels like one of those cases where he's just going to get out-muscled. Um, it's the, the Billy Q special, except he doesn't quite have the, the ability to push back like Billy Q does. Um, I'm not sure he can finish making toast. Um when he's fighting a, a real fighter and is Alex Hernandez in round three, a real fighter who knows, 
Uh, I still think he might be able to stumble his way into a takedown uh, against this guy. Um, I kind of like, I don't know if there's a price up yet. I should probably check these sorts of things before I hop on here because this is actually a main card fight. I was kind of looking at what the split decision prop might be. It is not posted at one of the places that posts them. Uh, but I think this could be a clear, like, Hernandez is able to outpower him, outmuscle him early on. He can still probably land some big stuff early in round two. And then Aljeos is going to start to take over with his volume and, and activity. And Hernandez won't be able to hold him down as much and all that good stuff. So I think it could be clear first, clear third, split second as Hernandez starts to get tired. Um, and honestly... At that point, could probably go either way. I think just based on what I expect the the prices to be once they're out at a bunch of places, Hernandez by decision is probably going to be the more appealing price, and Aljo is very tough to finish. So I'll probably end up on that side, but I just think it's going to be a, a tight fight all the way through. Lightweight division. I was going to say welterweight division, but that's the next fight. Mm-hmm. Ricky Glenn. Uh, officially Ricky. Mm-hmm. Weird to see a dude in his 30s go from Rick to Ricky, but I don't know. Maybe he's trying to do a, a trailer park boys. He loves the trailer park boys, man. <laughs> that's got to be it. Um, although if that was the case... Isn't he the one that uh, that put the beating on Gavin Tucker? Correct. That, like, I was there live. I think I was there live. I think that was in Edmonton. <laughs> why? If he if he likes the trailer park boys, why did you do that to a newfie? That's just That's, so mean. It's pretty mean. I'm called for. Very mean. Uh, anyway, he is taking on a guy who, by all accounts, is not mean, at least outside of the cage. And maybe less mean inside of the cage now. Drew Dober. Still handsome, though. Still handsome. That's what counts. The most. The most handsome. Um, this is a tough one for, for a side. Like, I, I get it. Like, Dober's a big favorite. There's some question marks with him. Um, I had the under in his last fight against Frivola. I didn't really expect it to win that way. Uh, I kind of expected him to get Frivola out of there, but damn. Uh, was able, or Favola was able to land some clean shots and didn't let uh, Dober u- do what he usually does when he gets clipped, is, is able to recover, and he just got him out of there. Um, Ricky Glenn's a, a, a weird fighter. Like, he, he was always kind of okay. Um, knocks out Joaquin Silva in, you know, half a minute. And then, you know, he, he obviously got smoked in the in the first round uh, against, or the first and second against Dawson. And then he made that wicked comeback and almost got Dawson out of there. And I don't know if that was just kind of a, I don't know what happened to, uh, to Grant Dawson that week. I don't know if he just had a super bad week um, because since then he's hasn't really, Looked like he's had gas tank problems, but uh, I don't know. It, it seemed maybe like kind of a, 
I just blip on the radar because then he comes out next time and gets absolutely smoked by Yagos. And I'm pretty sure I had the over two and a half in that fight. And Yagos just got him out of there in, in a minute and a half. So, um, Ricky Glenn, it's, it's sketchy both sides, but I, I get it. Dober's the better guy. He should be able to put his hands on him and get him out of there. And I, I think he's going to do that. I guess there's a small chance that, 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 Chin is cracked of, of Dobers and and somehow Ricky Glenn lands something wild. Um but it's it's probably gonna be Dober. I like the under two and a half. It's it's a bit chalky, but I think it's uh worth it to put in in some parlays at like minus two thirty, two forty. Uh like Dober here. I think even if the chin's gone a little bit, yeah. Rick Glenn had the uh, the Joaquin Silva knockout, but this isn't a dude that has knockout power. So I would be very surprised if he can somehow stop Drew Dober. Um, I'm not even sure who the last guy that he finished prior to that was. Um, probably somewhere back on the regional circuit because it certainly hasn't been in the UFC. Uh, it's just, yeah, at, at this price, it's... Climbing up minus 400. Um, I don't really love it. I don't, there's not a lot I love on this fight. Honestly, I'd be more tempted to take the over one and a half uh, and just think maybe after getting wiped out that Dober is a little more cautious uh, and it takes a while for this fight to get going. But even that doesn't feel great. I, I think your under is probably the, the right thing in this one, which, you know, that worries me uh, in and of its own. Um, but yeah, Dober inside. Is that anything? No, it's like no, minus 200. It's, it's what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I think gun to my head, I'm looking over one and a half in this one. I, I don't think that Dober's going to get it done right away. He's not usually a guy that comes out and gets guys out of there immediately. Um, a lot of that is he's been fighting pretty tough guys throughout his career. So, um, yeah, I, I don't love it from a betting perspective. Dober's going to be the pick maybe over one and a half if I'm feeling frisky on Saturday or Friday, whenever I place my bets. Welterweight division, Joaquin Buckley, um, he's the guy that kicked the guy the one time. He did that thing. He did and do that thing. Perhaps has gone on to do other things. Nobody knows. Um, he is taking on Alex Morono. There's a lot of, like, really, really white dudes <laughs> on this card especially like as you get to the top of the card like the the Ricky Glenn, Alex Morono, Joe Pfeiffer, Grant Dawson four in a row. Those are like the four whitest dudes that I can think of. It's a pasty weekend. Yep. Um anyway, those two guys are fighting. What's going to happen here? I think Alex Morono's got a decent shot in this fight. Um he's Man, he's he's I think he's a lot better than we could have ever really thought he he would be just when he came in. Um the dude's fought ten times in the UFC. Like 
I don't think many people probably expected Morono to have a 10 fight career, but the guy's got some skills. If he had some power, he would be a, a pretty decent fighter because he's got a, a good motor and he's got skills. It's just he doesn't have much for power and the chin's a little sketchy. Um, Buckley, yeah, since that kick, it's it's been a, a bit a bit up and down. Um, from what we've seen from him, he's he's just he doesn't do that much. And I think Morono's just gonna throw a ton of strikes at him. There is a chance that, that Buckley catches him. Buckley has big power, but he kicked that guy once. He kicked that guy once. Yeah, I know. It's 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 always in the back of my mind. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I think Morono's just going to be just have too much volume. Um, and you just kind of hope that he's able to not get cracked too much uh, in 15 minutes because I, I don't think he gets a finish. He's just going to just out-volume him. Um, so I'll be playing Morono at plus 150. Um, the, the pasty guys might do pretty well uh, on Saturday. Yeah. Um, so Morono has actually, this will be his 19th UFC fight. Oh, he did I, won, did... He's won 12 times in the UFC. That's, Jesus. I guess I didn't, did he have a, no, that is a shit ton of fights. Why did I not keep scrolling? Yeah. I think uh, for some reason I thought, uh, yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot of fights. Yeah, he he fought the moon pie back in the day in the UFC. <laughs> Classic. Classic <laughs> moon pie. And we, we uh, need some more moon pie and some more trash can Mukhtarian uh, back in our lives. I, you know what? I need to step it up on my end on the nicknames. Um, but they need to get people with better names. Yes. Well. And that Stop. can do something. Have something. You don't have to be good. You just got to have something. Like Tony Puddings. He had something. Exactly. The Bolivian cab driver. Apparently he's got something. Allegedly. Bolivian Kimbo. There we go. Um I kinda like Morono here as well. The the big concern is that sometimes he'll find spectacular ways to lose fights. Uh but he's usually pretty durable. Um like Chaos got him and then Pontoon got him in kind of just like the flukiest late career uh, comeback win that you've Brutal. ever seen. Um, I was on Morono. <laughs> I think I might have been on Pontoon in that one, actually. <laughs> oh, love it. Love it. Um, but yeah, he's he's durable. He's facing a guy whose really only thing is having some power, but the volume here is going to be all Morono. So unless he's getting cracked by absolutely huge shots and, and finds a way to blow this fight, I think he's just the better guy here. So at plus, what do we got? Plus 150 is, uh, is bet online. Uh, he's going to be the consensus bet of the week. I will also be looking for Morono by decision, plus 350. Gonna maybe do some round robin there. Um, not with Mason Book, because that ship don't fly. Uh, but we'll, we'll find 
somewhere where the price is close, and, and we can do that. But Alex Morono, he indeed will be the great white hope in this one. That's his, that's his nickname, right? Something like that? Yes. Co-main event. Folks, we're in the big time now. <laughs> uh, the weirdest type train that I don't really get in the UFC. Uh, Joe Piper. Um, I feel like there's some stuff that I could do with that name. Not necessarily Pfeiffer, but just like his real nickname, Body Bags. Dumb. <laughs> with like a Z, it. Brad. With a Z. <laughs> don't, don't like it. Uh, anyway, he is taking on Abdul Razak Al Hassan. Judo Thunder. You gotta love the Cameroonian judokas uh, who don't use their judo at all. No. So could you? That's my dude. That'll, that'll always be like, if, if you watched the upsets back in Pride, it's gonna stick with you. Um, but Al Hassan has the same sort of MMA game. Um... So we'll see how this goes. A second round win in his last fight. Sean, that was the, the first time he's had a win outside of the first round in his career. So Renaissance. Can you hear the judo thunder? I mean, that shit happens when, of course, I bet Ribeiro in that fight. So of course he was <laughs> gonna get a second round finish. Um yeah, this number seems a bit weird. Um I know Piper does have some hype, but if he's smart, he, he probably mixes up the wrestling because generally speaking, Al Hassan, he can be outgrappled, and when he gets outgrappled, he loses. If you're gonna stand and bang with this guy, it a lot of times doesn't doesn't go your way. <laughs> so uh there's a Al Hassan round one at plus seven fifty at bet online. That's that's pretty tempting, because I mean that's he did win in second. That was, I'm, that can happen. But his bread and butter is in the first. And if Pfeiffer is wants to come out and bang, that's when it's going to happen. So to me, that's kind of his back to victory. And when it's plus seven fifty, it's probably worth a stab. Uh, just, just looking in some other places. Yeah, round one KO elsewhere is seven hundred. So we'll we'll have to glance around, but. I'm going to take a little shot on Alhassan round one or round one TKO, um, whatever is the the best price available in, in this one, because that's the only way he's winning. Um, if it gets deep, then Piper's going to continue to throw stuff and overwhelm him. Uh, this would be the type of fight where I would love to be a dummy and like, take the over 1.5 for some reason, just because it would be hilarious if it happens here. Uh, but even I can't bring myself to do that. White. That could be his nickname. And then he could just scream, White Piper. White Piper. Um, you know he wants to. Uh, <laughs> actually, he seems like a he, he seems like a good guy. But yeah. we gotta make fun of him a little bit. Uh, <laughs> still don't get the hype. Like, 
goes out there and throws punches and gets hit by punches and breaks his arm when he's grappling Dustin Stoltzfus, which isn't a great sign for his chances of out grappling Al Hassan in this one. Um, this is this is just going to be bungalows, I think. So we'll take the not quite uh, 50-50 guy at the huge 700 or higher price. Main event, lightweight division, Bobby Green, Grant Dawson, um, a guy that I love to bet against, against a guy who I hate having money on. <laughs> How's it going to go down, Sean? Uh, it should be, it should be fun. Um I think Grant Dawson is is going to get takedowns. The fight gets interesting if it uh, if he can't really get Bobby Green out of there early because for the most part Bobby Green has decent decent cardio and he's just looking to to stand and and throw a million strikes that most of them don't have any power. Um, so when he's doing that, he's usually winning, but. That that cardio might get tested. Uh, it got tested in the uh, the Ricky Glenn fight, but uh, it might get tested here. Uh, I kind of like the over two and a half. It's like minus one thirty. Uh, bet three six five. Um, Bobby Green, you know he's he's shown decent uh, grappling defense. Um, usually he's getting dropped, uh, and then guys can get into some good positions against him, but. I don't think Dawson drops him. Uh, it's probably a, a pretty close fight on the on the feet, and then Grant's probably going to get takedowns, and I think eventually he's going to get Green out of there. I just don't think it'll be early. I think Grant's last five fights have, have all gone over two and a half. Um, Bobby Green's pretty good, so it, it might get close uh, the farther it goes into the fight, but I think I'll take Dawson to, to get a, a late sub but I'll be playing that over two and a half. Yeah. Bobby Green's got, I don't know, 50 pro fights now. What? 46. This will be his 47th pro fight. And he's been finished six times. Uh, I know a couple of those have been pretty recently. So it probably sticks out and he is getting up there in age 37 for a lightweight is not a spring chicken. But he's a tough guy to get out of there. And I always maintain this about Grant Dawson. uh, And he's making me look like an idiot because he's actually starting to look a little bit better in fights, uh, even when he does bore me to death and is the epitome of one of those dudes that needs a shot clock in MMA when he gets the back. Um, But he's going to hit an athletic ceiling uh, there's going to be a massive speed difference here, but I think there's a chance that Dawson can still overcome it um, if he can get inside. I don't think the takedowns are going to come all that easily for him. Bobby Green's a, a tricky guy to get down, especially multiple times in a fight. Um, some of that probably due to the guys that he's fighting. Um, you know, not the the greatest wrestlers in the world because when he's faced guys like Guida back in the day, um, Jacob Volkman, the chiropractor, 
took them down a bunch. But you have to scroll pretty far back to, to find guys that have had a lot of success wrestling against Bobby Green. So I think he's going to be able to keep this one up on the feet a good bit. And unless there has been marked improvements in Grant Dawson's striking, I think it's going to be tough sledding for him. As you said, cardio going into five rounds is probably a bit of a question mark. Um, I think we're feeling a bit better uh, about Bobby Green on that front. Uh, I know that obviously he was booked for five rounds against uh, Mac and Cheese, but that did not matter at all because he just showed up for the paycheck on that one. And even if he didn't, I don't think it matters. But uh, yeah, I'm uh, going to take a shot on Bobby Green. Uh, we're we're going to go with little money line. Um, what we, we've got like plus 325s out there. And I'm also going to look at whatever the decision prop is. I think you can get up to 1,000 at uh, DraftKings right now. Bobby Green's not really a finisher. Um, I, I know he hasn't been in many five-round fights. I don't know if he had some earlier in his career that's... Uh, I'm just skipping over, but even over the extra two rounds, I don't think he's going to go out there and and put it on dudes. He's going to do his Bobby Green infuriating shit that is going to make me absolutely regret betting him win or lose in this fight. Uh, And, you know, jabber to the ref and, you know, pretend anything that hits him doesn't hit him and doesn't hurt and draw more attention to it. And uh, luckily I don't think Grant Dawson's going to be hit him a lot, but yeah. We're going to take the shot on Bobby Green. We're going to do it. Um, And and that should be a fun way to end the night. Uh, Hopefully it will not matter for the old pocketbook by that point. Uh, But Sean, Land speed record for this yes. show. Um, I don't even want to get into to additional banter because we might get off on a tangent and take 10 minutes and break the hour mark. And I pledged to do this in under an hour. We've done that. Hockey start. Take us out with like 12 seconds. Hockey talk, cup pick, or a future of some sort. Just bet Oilers. It's it's happening. It's finally happening this year. It's finally happening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>